All right. Today we have Greg Taylor, the executive director of the NBA Foundation. And the NBA Foundation's mission is to drive economic empowerment for black communities through employment and career advancements. Greg, this is our first time talking. Can you give me kind of your comic book number one, your origin story, your quick 60 to 90 second background of your journey from being the, say, the 10 year old Greg to executive director, Mr. Taylor? First of all, it's great to be here. I appreciate you having me, Todd. I mean, you know, look, I grew up in, in youth development organizations between Oakland, California and New York City. Uh, really had uh, amazing mentors pour into me over the years. So, you know, really have devoted my life to working with young people, if you will. Even as I'm at the LMBA now, I view them as young people uh, in terms of helping them in their careers. So I've uh, been in the philanthropy space, have a law degree. I've been uh, at the league a little over nine years, about 20 plus years in philanthropy and community building. But that's what brings me here today and happy to have a conversation with you. Now, many kids dream of being in the NBA, uh, but fall short. I heard a rumor that you were a good basketball player, and then there was a guy named Gary Payton that came (laughs) and took away a little playing time. But when you look at it, both of you guys made it to the NBA. What would you suggest for someone who's maybe a junior and they're only five, six, and they're starting to realize – I may not make it to the NBA, but I still want to be a part of the NBA. What would your suggestion be as far as their career trajectory and how should they go about it? Yeah, no, I'm still mad at Gary, even though we're still dear friends to this day. Um, But I appreciate you noting that we both made the league. So I appreciate that. Um, A couple of things I would say, I think one of the things that's really, really important is that folks who are interested in working either at the NBA or in pro in in sports in general is to understand there are so many career entry points. We have lawyers, we have uh, computer experts, we have creative folk who help to, you know, develop our brands and our look and our feel. We have event planners. We have, you know, all types of professions that really are required in order to put the the, the game, if you will, on the screen and, and in our arenas. And I think, you know, it certainly wouldn't ever want to dash a young person's dream of playing the game because everything is possible. We get it. But I think for those who uh, realize that you know they don't have the gift of, of, of being at that elite level. I would really look into you know educating yourself at the best of your ability and really beginning to think about those careers off the court that really do span everything from accountants to legal to lawyers to you know creatives and I think everything in between. Uh, it's just a phenomenal place to work. You know, in light of some of the challenges that some of the other leagues have been having. The NBA has always seemed to be at the forefront of diversity issues. What's so special about the NBA to make them take that stance, which sometimes can be controversial. It can kind of be scary to take these stances in helping black voices in the black community. You know, as you say, we've had the NBA's had a longstanding history of commitments to issues of civil rights and social justice. Uh, over time. We've been really fortunate that in many ways, some of our leading champions have been our players uh, in, in many ways. And I think that that, that their, their viewpoint on what those challenges are and how they want to share their voice and their platforms for the greater good, I think we still bask in the benefit of that. If you go back to the Kareem's and Bill Russell's and Oscar Robinson's and others, I think that tradition 
continues today. I mean, we remain deeply committed to issues of equality and diversity inclusion. And I think we're in an era now where our players recognize they're building on that historic legacy and they also want to see themselves as leaders moving forward. And I think it is that partnership between our players and our governors, which we call our owners, our governors, our leadership uh, at the league level, at the union level, we all recognize that we have a role to play to be leaders around issues of social justice and equality and diversity. And I think the league standing on that history takes that role very seriously. Now the NBA foundation will deploy $300 million over the next 10 years. How do you decide which partners to work with and what are your key performance indicators when measuring results? Yeah, a couple things. So we're really some super blessed to be in a position to be the first executive director of the first ever NBA foundation uh, at, at, the, at the league. You know, we grew again out of that tradition we just talked about, which is what is it that the NBA can do to ensure that we are a leading voice and change agent? And what I would say is this moment of social reckoning in our country coming out of the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and far too many others to name tragically. And so I think in many ways, our, our, our clear focus on economic opportunity for Black youth 14 to 24 is very deliberate. It's very intentional. We think we can play a, a partnership role, if not a leading role, in helping prepare uh, Black youth for the world of work and to be able to really obtain what we call living wage or family-sustaining waging wage positions in, in, in companies and in, uh, employment opportunities. And so for us, we look for organizations, particularly nonprofit organizations that have a longstanding history of preparing Black youth for the world of work. We want to look at the leadership of those organizations being uh, Black-led or at least really having a footprint and a reputation of moving in the Black community. We want to make sure that young people who are being served are actually African-American and Black from the communities that we're in. We're looking for innovative education practices and how is it that you are actually effectively educating and providing us a, you know, a marketable skill, talent in our young people. Um, and then I would just say it, it really is about focus in our 28 market. So we're very intentional about trying to bring that capacity, those resources and opportunities to our markets. Uh, there are other criteria. We want to make sure you're financially healthy as an organization. We want to make sure we have evaluation criteria mid-grant and at the end of grant, like many foundations do. But that that demonstrated commitment to preparing Black youth for the world of work uh, uh, holistically is what we really look for. And we're happy to be open for business. Go to NBAfoundation.com and apply if you think you have an organization that can fulfill our mission. We'd like to hear from you. Something a little off topic, but it's on topic. It's hard to keep your eye on everything, especially when you're talking about operating in the 28 markets. When you're building a team, how do you approach it? Are you looking at track records? Are you looking to hire new professionals and people that you can mold? Are you looking for people that can fulfill your weaknesses and your blind spots? Walk me through your process of building a team that can fulfill your mission. And are you suggesting at the foundations team or the partners that we're having in community? The foundation from the from a foundation. Level. Yeah, no. Well, listen, we I, I have an amazing team, and I think in many ways, you know, I've had a twenty plus year, uh, uh, ex, you know, career in the foundation space at both national and, 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 and local foundations. So feel like I understand how the industry or the field of philanthropy works. 
but you know, we needed top-notch skill uh, on the team. And so we're in the startup phase. We're small. We have a team of four. We're going to add some folk as we move forward, but really, you know, hired a woman named Lauren Sills, who's our operations manager. She comes to us from Nike and other experience. She just understands how to make sure the trains run on time and form those partnerships, navigate the NBA as a as a matrix organization. I wanted to be clear about that skill set, complementing you know, my leadership and what it takes to do this work well. And then we're really blessed to have a woman named Adela Ruiz comes to us from the Ford Foundation, where she was working in the president's office as the grants manager, program manager and grant manager in that organization and has brought an incredible knowledge of infrastructure and and, and what is it, the, 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 the documentation and the, and the due diligence and the grants management process have to entail. So what I looked for are folks who complemented my skill set. I look for folks who were strong where I may be weak and where I'm strong. I want them to be able to be strong also. And and I feel like my role as a, as a leader in this space, of, particularly of this organization, is to really block and tackle for my team to be successful. So that, that's how I've built it thus far. Um, it has been an incredible year. We've you know, we've treated $22 million thus far, about 73 grants. And so, you know, we know we're moving to that sustainable organization. But for a first year metric, we couldn't be more excited. And, and, and it's because we have a, I have a great team on hand uh, and they've been fantastic. That's awesome. And I can and I can tell you have a good team. That's why I asked that to give a little more context to Absolutely. how you're getting what you're getting done. Now, what opportunities do you see going forward with the vantage point of having operated for one year? Because I know your vantage point now is going to be a little bit different than what it was a year ago. Yeah. So I think as we come out of the startup phase and imagine we had to deal with all of what it takes to kind of get the brand out and get people to understand who we are and put forth our mission and hire folk and, you know, and all of the things that we've done thus far. And again, I think it's been a banner year. We'll build on this success and keep moving forward. But I think as we go into year two, we're pretty clear on what are the emerging strategic themes that we will double down and invest on. So things like mentorship, access to college, actual placing young people in employment opportunities, job skill development, entrepreneurship, all of those, I think, are, are areas that we will you know, continue to, to invest our resources in. You know, today, Todd, what we've done is we've had single year or one year grant simply because we were getting our entity up and running. Now we understand and we'll certainly invest in multi-year grants moving forward. And so there'll be a deeper evaluation and documentation process that we know we'll put in place. And then we're really fortunate that, you know, each of our teams has their own individual team foundation. And so really deepening our partnership to work uh, with, with those team foundations that are on the ground in our 28 markets. And think about them as like boots on the ground that really knows their respective community much more than we do. How do we partner in a way that magnifies the outcomes that we're pursuing for young people? I, I think those are definitely year two uh, uh, goals that we want to deepen you know, on in terms of our work. We'll certainly meet the mandate to invest the money as prudently and responsibly as possible. But I think those give you a sense of the direction that we're trying to go. At the All-Star Game in Cleveland, Morgan State is going to be playing Howard in the first ever HBCU class. Yeah. How did that come about and what are your goals and expectations of the, of the game and All-Star Weekend in general? Yeah, All-Star Weekend is obviously one of the marquee 
uh, events that we put on at the league on an annual basis, a celebration of the game, a celebration of the genius and, and this incredible ability of our players. It's really important that we highlight the communities that we are, are operating in. And so we're looking forward to being in Cleveland uh, the next couple of weeks. You know, this notion of highlighting the, you know, the first ever NBA HBCU classic, I think, grew out of the tradition we opened up with. We know that there's a longstanding history that the league has had around issues of social justice and civil rights. We know that historically black colleges and universities have been essential in the work of developing young people and creating leaders. We know, you know, that 20 percent of, of all uh, leader graduates come from uh, black leaders come from HBCUs, yet they're only three percent of the, 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 the college footprint. And so, you know, for, this is about celebrating that excellence. This is about building on and recognizing the critical role historically Black colleges and universities play with regards to leadership and equity and inclusion and diversity and really putting out top level talent. And so what better way than using the NBA's incredible platform where the world's eyes will be watching the game as we celebrate the game to celebrate the academic and athletic excellence that exists at historically black colleges and universities. So that's what, that's what All-Star is all about. And I'm so excited to be a part of this HBCU classic. And, you know, we're going to see some great basketball. We're going to raise some revenue and we're going to raise the understanding of the incredible impact that HBCU plays uh, across society. I'm, I'm so excited about that. So recap, if an organization wants to work with you, how do they get in touch with you? And what opportunities are there for young people from, say, age 15 to 25? So a couple things. So if you are an organization that, you know, satisfies the mission of the NBA Foundation, I encourage you to go to our website, which is nbafoundation.com. And, and take a peek and really look at, like we recognize folks need financial resources, but we have a very specific mission around promoting the economic opportunities in a holistic manner for, for Black youth. And so if you think that your work fits that mission, we encourage you to apply. Uh, I, you know, it, it behooves me to say it's a competitive process and we have limited resources. But if you feel like your organization is doing great work, then we encourage you to apply. I think that's really important. And I just think on the HBCU Classic side, you know, this is the first uh, uh, ever event. Uh, I'm hopeful we'll do it year over year. And we're looking forward to celebrating incredible excellence uh, on and off the court. I'm really excited about the professional development opportunities. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to the players about how do you network and the like. Uh, how do you, how do you, you know, form partnerships? How do you, you know, gain employment opportunities in places like the NBA and others? And then lastly, really honored to share that we've announced the HBCU Fellowship Program for both junior, uh, juniors and seniors or undergrad and graduates of uh, HBCUs. And that's a professional development, career exploration and education program where 60 young people from HBCUs, either undergrad or grad, uh, will be able to spend time uh, over a 10-week period, be either at the league or at the teams, to really deeply and better understand the business of basketball. And we want to provide that educational opportunity for them. Really an excited opportunity for, for any uh, interested young person. I'm so excited, Greg, because it's serendipitous for me. I grew up in Cleveland. I was a, I was a basketball player. Wow. Where, you, where you guys are playing this game is at Cleveland State probably played about six or seven games there you wow. know, while, while I was in college. So, you know, and when, when the All-Star game was in 97, I went to All-Star game back then as well. Yeah. And I, I walked up to Iverson and I had his 
shoes in my hand and he signed my he signed my Reebok. Wow. <laughs> you know, so it's a serendipitous thing. So I, you know, I'm a vibe guy, and and you seem like a great guy that is really gonna get what needs to be done as far as deploying money in a good way, having the right team, having the right mission. And then you understand HBCUs and how important we are. So, you know, this is, you know, it just really feels good. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And even though I don't know you up until now, <laughs> I'm super proud of you. I'm super proud of you, you know, and because I know, you know, your mom's probably like, wow, my son, I've raised a son yeah. to get to this level. You know, it's, you know, being a black man, I, you know, I understand that, the, you know, how proud parents can be of, of kids. So, you know, I really want to, Thank you for taking the time to talk to us, uh, commend you on the work you've been doing and offer our support in any of the work you're going to be doing going forward. Really appreciate that, Todd. You know, this is a labor of love. I think the notion of pouring into that next generation of leadership and providing opportunity. And we, we know, but for opportunity and resource, the genius in our community exists. And so how do we begin to nurture and support and provide those resources and that roadmap, if you will, mentors poured into me when I was young to get me to this point. We want to do that same thing uh, for the next generation as we move forward. That's what the classic is about. That's what the foundation's mission is. That's what the league's mission is about in this work as we really double down on our commitment to issues of social justice. It's about equity and access and resource and opportunity. Glad to be a part of all of that. And I appreciate the time today. It's been a great conversation. What's the best way for someone to follow along with your journey in the NBA Foundation? Go to nbafoundation.com. Uh, we've got a pretty, uh, I think, interesting and, and, and informative website that we keep up to date. Uh, we All of our announcements are there. So if you're interested in learning more, uh, certainly uh, log on to nbafoundation.com and uh, let us know what you think. Thanks a lot, Greg. Hopefully I can uh, bump into you in, in Cleveland. And, and, Let's and go. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.